0: as always, you know, I don't think I've ever seen this show start on a more fitting note than I fumbled the intro on my first <laughs> try. I have not done that in like over a year. And of uh. course, it happens on the day that the abs are put up probably their most disheartening performance to date, they lose three to two to the Seattle Kraken in regulation and fall behind three to two in the series. I, I, w- I wish I could dress it up to be a Better intro, cuter, fun thing. I, I got nothing. This is. It's
1: been like it, it. almost it's crazy because after we lost Game Four, we came out here and it was like the season's not over. It, it like they just got win Game Five and they'll be good. I don't know why, but this loss just feels like it's like all right. I don't think it's going to happen this year. And this is totally in the moment reaction. We are literally an hour removed from the game but holy shit was that bad holy shit was that like just a lifeless playoff game which I'd never thought I'd say the words lifeless playoff
0: game but that's what that game was yeah that was a boring hockey game that we were sitting through that and I'm saying to myself that this does not feel like a playoff game at all this looked like the games we played against the Kraken in the regular season the two games we had in Colorado in October and March where it was just like, yeah, I mean, it's a hockey game. They're playing. They're not playing very hard, though.
1: Do you think it's something to do with the way the Kraken play? Like, no. do you think if they would have played a different team in the first round, would this be a different result?
0: No, I think yeah, they would have been so, done by yeah. now if they played a different team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's just been. It, they didn't give up a goal in the first five minutes of the game, this game. That was cool. Yeah, that was the best.
0: <laughs> that's the best part of this game is that the first period was scoreless. And yeah, you know, you know my standards have dipped when you get out of the first period of this game, getting outshot fifteen to eight. And I go, yeah, that was pretty good.
1: We're right, we got him right where we want him. Got him right where we want him. Um, but yeah, it just it, it was it's weird, man. The the energy around this entire series has just been
0: weird yeah, um forget the forget the series this season yeah has had this cursed air about it ever ever since we found out about the landis gog thing in october it's just had this vibe about it and big shadow hanging over this game no kale mccarr yeah who we both thought would not get suspended because they downgraded the penalty to a minor and I've never seen them go back and retroactively add a suspension back onto it. I mean, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to cover the suspension and what we think of this first and then hop into the game? Or should yeah, we just bite this? Because
1: I, I want to address it first. Um, I think I said on the show there was a 99% chance Kale McCarr wouldn't be suspended. Um, we old takes exposed ourselves in that one. So that was that was good. Um, I, I was shocked, dude. I... I could not believe it. I, It's... Do I agree the hit was unnecessary? Yeah. Have there been far worse hits in the NHL this postseason that have gone undisciplined? Yeah. 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 And... There have been. Is Kale McCarr a repeat offender? No. Has Kale McCarr
0: ever done anything?
1: Yeah. Like, this was, to me... One of the most ridiculous, unnecessary suspensions of all time. I, and I, I I feel like we're in the minority for this dude.
0: Like I, everyone thing, online is saying that that should have been a suspension either way. I don't know what the fuck they're looking at, man. The part that frustrates me the most about this is when I look at things that have been done to the Avs and gotten absolutely nothing over, over the last calendar year dating back to the last playoffs, where like the Sam Gerrard one, the Evander Kane on Nazem Kadri. Taylor McCarr got hit with a blatant headshot two months ago against Pittsburgh by Jeff Carter, and Carter got nothing. What Didn't even get a call from player safety where the Avs have had several instances where they are victims of people towing the line and walking the gray line between dirty hit and hockey play. And every single time, it's the benefit of the doubt to being a hockey play. And yet it feels like every single time the Avs do that themselves, they get the book thrown at them, which is where where my frustration really comes in with this. Less to do with the play itself, but like every time it happens to the Avs, they get, they get a break. They get away with it. You know, it's a hockey play. It's, it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate result. And with this one, it's no one gets that benefit of the doubt. And it seems like we never do.
1: If Jared McCann got up on that play, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Right. But that's legitimately the only reason why Kale McCarr got suspended is because Jared McCann missed this game and probably will miss game six.
0: Right. And it's not enough emphasis is being put on the official that you have to blow the play dead you're it's the playoffs you're playing to the whistle and there is no whistle. And Kale McCarr assuming is assuming that Jared McCann is going to go play that puck in the corner when it comes back down and lays the hit. It just, it felt unnecessary to me, especially when they looked at it in the moment and reduced it to two. That's the craziest part, dude. Like how can you
1: look at it in the moment and reduce it from a major to a minor? And then After the fact, be like, ah, we messed that up.
0: Like, it's almost like they were reading the fucking tweets. Because the thing is, you got four different decisions on this one play. First, First, there was no call. Then it's a five minute major. Then it's reduced to a two minute minor. And then it's a one game suspension. Who's looking at this? Who's making these decisions? Because you just got four different decisions on the same play. I don't understand. I I don't either,
1: man. I, I, I really don't. I think the part that just shocked me more is because if he would have gotten a major and kicked out of the game, I think we probably would have expected a suspension, but it got reduced down to a minor.
0: Well, it seems like if you get a major, it just disqualifies you from a suspension because Marcus Foligno did not even receive a hearing today for getting. <laughs> you, wait, what? No, he, he, he did not get suspended. There was no hearing. He got kicked out of the game. Against the stars in the wild in the first period And I guess they considered well that's basically a one game suspension right same thing same difference right don't need to do our job today
1: yeah I don't know man that decision's gonna frustrate me for a while just because th- there was based on all the criteria that went into the like that goes into the decision for making suspensions, it seems like they all were just disregarded.
0: I mean, you look at the hits that have been suspended in the playoffs in recent memory. Like yeah. three come to mind. Number one is Nazem Kadri, Michael Bunting this year, Tom Wilson on uh, Zach Aston-Reese in 2018. Like nasty headshots, like the kind, like the kind of stuff that you can like could maim people where like Zach Aston Reese is eating through a straw. Michael Bunting knocks Eric Chernak basically out of the series. Kadri just completely destroyed Justin Falk. And you're comparing those hits to this one. Yeah. This this is where the line's getting drawn, where we've seen a lot of hits these playoffs that you look at and you're just, oh, that's a hockey play. Unfortunate result. I don't get it. And I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because there's a lot else to talk about in this game, but... Frustrating, very frustrating to now come into this game even more shorthanded than we already are. No Val Nachushkin still, obviously no Gabe Landeskog, and now no Kael McCarr in this game as well. I mean, it's hard to have too good of a vibe coming into an important must-win game like this where you're missing all of these guys. And you start this game, and it just did not feel like a playoff game, not even from the Kraken let alone from the Avs, this felt like another regular season game for not even the first time this series. It's game five, and it still doesn't feel like this series has really picked up.
1: No, and uh, Bednar, I'll give him credit. He started the third line tonight, hoping to get some energy going. Uh, He had Eller, O'Connor, and Cagliano out there. Um, Yeah, like even in the arena, it was just like a weird vibe. Like my dad who went with me to the game was like, it doesn't feel like a playoff game in here. Like it it just, it feels like another game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, like, no one's like on the edge of their seats. Like there's, there's too much laughing. There's too much fun going on right now. And I'm like, Hey, I guess that's a good point. Like everyone should be on the edge of their seat, like engaged in the game. You got people laughing. So, um, yeah, it was just a weird vibe from the start, but, Like we said, the Avs didn't give up a goal in the first five minutes, so that that, that was good. (laughs) That was good.
0: They got out of the first period without giving up a goal, and they did not score a goal either way. I I really don't have a lot to say about the first period because it was boring. Really boring hockey. And the officiating still in the first period was still questionable, but both sides take a penalty each. And you look at, like, the heat maps from the first period. There was not a single chance – within the same zip code of the front of the net on either side. Everything is just point shots and even on the power play and Kraken and deserve credit. They kept the abs out of the neutral zone. They kept them from doing their transition game and the abs, they get a penalty late in the first period that they looked like they're going to get a little dangerous on. They carry it over into the second period, but there was just nothing.
1: No. And the thing was, I, mine the officiating we could go on forever about we will. It, we'll get to it, it, it. We'll get to it. But the part that drove me crazy, and I'm glad other people noticed it too. That first period was low energy and it was the longest fucking period of all time. I don't know what the linesmen like drank in their coffee in this game, but they were kicking everyone out of the face-off yes. circle. Oh, there, there was every face off. There was
0: at least five people kicked out of the faceoff in the first period. It
1: was every face-off, dude. It was crazy. Um, like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, just drop the fucking puck, man. Like, just drop the fucking puck. Like, we, we, we let's just get this over with. Um, but I didn't love the penalty they called on Jack Johnson on that play. I, I didn't love that. Like, I, I, I thought he's has as much right to that space as Brandon Taniff. Like, he has as much right to that as part of the ice, too. Um, so the ads have to go on a penalty kill early. It wasn't okay. I, the Kraken hit the post, I believe, right? Or was that yeah. the second period they hit the post?
0: It was first period. First period. It was both. Um,
1: but not, nothing really too dangerous. And then the Avs get their power play. There's nothing worse than getting a power play in the last minute of a period. because Those,
0: That frustrated me so much. It's like, oh, thank you. You finally grace us with a yeah. call. And both calls the Avs get in this game are with under two minutes to go in the period. So they're abbreviated anyway.
1: And there's nothing more because it's just it's impossible to carry over any momentum into that power play uh, it's just impossible any rhythm anything like that um so I I didn't love I didn't love getting those power plays late in the period but it was it was a long first period a very boring first period and yeah like I what what else can you say about it like, I like you can't I mean, say I, don't, else I really about don't it.
0: think there's even anything else to say about this first period. Nothing really of interest happened. And the second period started the same way. I mean, th- there was not a shot on goal until the Kraken finally scored in this period where the first shot, I believe, by Jaden Schwartz, Georgiev just, he doesn't control the rebound very well. Morgan Geek, he just puts it through the five hole. So first shot on goal is the rebound. Second shot on goal, of the period's in the back of the net, and it's one nothing.
1: Mike, I... I thought Georgiev made some big saves in this game. Georgiev, once again, is not the reason to blame for no, this game. If, if you're blaming,
0: uh, if you're blaming Georgiev, I don't know what to tell you, man.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: he's not going to stop every single puck, and you might look at his numbers and be like, oh, he was sub 900. Uh, we're never going to win with this guy. You're not watching. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not watching the games.
1: It, it's not him. Um, but yeah, rebound control wasn't great. I didn't love the fact that the Kraken were able to get to the front of the net. There was really no resistance from the Avs. Um, and I don't know, like, have you noticed this too? And tell me if I'm crazy. After game one, it seems like the defensemen for the abs are very timid when it comes to pinching into the zone. Like yeah, they're I- very timid and they'll, they, they, I can live with the abs getting burned by the defensemen pinching. I can't live with the fact that our defensemen are just taking no risks at all. That, that's not how this team's
0: built. It just seems like the whole team outside of like a small handful of guys is just very timid in this series and very afraid of making mistakes. And I I, it's to the point where I don't know if it's just outright laziness or they're just afraid of something of what afraid of this afraid of this exact result. Like I just don't. I really don't understand. I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this episode. And I've said it a lot this series and just kind of baffled by a lot of decisions that guys are making off of the puck right now. And just the lack of intensity has really thrown me for a loop here because I do not feel like I just watched a one goal playoff game where it it felt like a genuine regular season game in game five of a tied series. It's, I really don't have any words for it. I don't understand it. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in the playoffs before. We've seen bad performances in the playoffs from multiple teams. I don't think I've ever seen a series just feel so empty. I don't like it just feels so there if it wasn't for the the Kraken expansion storyline, like this w- would not be getting any attention. Like this is tough hockey to watch. Like, does it not kind of feel like a chore to be watching these games right now, especially oh, when yeah. they' are, are playing like this?
1: Yeah, very like, much so. It,
0: it's getting difficult to watch these games knowing they have so much better in them and they're just not. Because I think the thing that's bugging me about this series a lot, it's not like the Kraken are playing the lights out They're not this just team of destiny that's come in here and has just given the champs all they can handle. The champs are not the champs. This is a team that is I like calling them a shell of their former self from last year would be generous. They don't even resemble last year's team. No,
1: man. It's, it's, it's been weird. It, it, yeah, this, the whole vibes of it have been weird. And I, I, that's kind of how the rest of this game went, was just like, all right, like right, let's just get through this. So the Kraken go up one nothing. Grubauer makes a terrible pass to Miko Ranston, and Miko Ranston shoots it. It bounces off McKinnon, goes in, and it's tied at 1, and you're thinking, maybe
0: that's the jolt this team yeah. needs. There you go. You got something. You got to bounce your way. You got the bad goal given up by Grubauer, and you got something. It's anything. And then you start to get to some of the controversy. Of this game because not long after this, I mean, all of these goals came in the a span of about three minutes or so. The McKinnon goal came, I think, just barely over a minute after Geeky's goal, and this one comes about two minutes later. Miko Rantanen, or I'm sorry, Nathan McKinnon, has the puck in his own zone, tries to spin away from Will Borgan, and Borgan falls down and trips McKinnon with his skates and causes McKinnon to fall down. The ref who if he was any closer to this play would have been checking McKinnon himself is staring right at this play and stone-faced does not call anything, does not even flinch. And McKinnon is pissed. Just staring at the ref slams his stick against the boards. And that quarter second, that just that quarter second, slow of getting to the bench, the Kraken move the puck the other way. And McKinnon gets on the ice for JT Comper. And who's the guy who's a quarter second late getting back to defend that play for... I've never heard of this guy until today when they told me he was on the top line. Ty, I hope I say his name right, Ty Cartier, who gets a great pass from Jordan Eberle 15 seconds after the missed trip, the Kraken take the lead. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make something like that up.
1: Yeah, it was... I was surprised there was nothing thrown on the ice after that moment. I I was because the arena was pretty mundane all night, but that was the loudest the arena got. And it was one of the worst missed calls so far in the playoffs. And there's
0: There's, been a lot. There's been a lot. (laughs) It's been a lot. The abs are not the sole victims of this. This has been a tough week and a half for officiating in the nhl from top to bottom and you know what i i really was ready to to let this go and just be like well you didn't even come close anyway and the power plays they had weren't good enough anyway you look at the final score the abs lost by one and now that be- now this becomes a problem because that actively influenced the outcome of this game after this goal after this goal the Avs did not have a lot of pushback we don't know what happens if this if they just make the right call and the to go on the power play. Maybe they score on it. Maybe they don't. Guarantee you the Kraken don't score that goal. It's it's the cardinal sin of officiating. You actively influence the outcome of the game. Whereas, like, oh, we don't we don't want to call. We don't want to get in the way. You did. You happened right in front of you. A blatant trip that goes down the other way and ends up in the back of the other net. It's like bad. Like
1: what? In what world, like, are they saying because it's incidental contact because he fell over? Like, it, it, it's
0: yeah, bite me with that. That does yeah. like no, none of that matters. The incidental contact, like, it's a trip. He tripped him. Never at any point in this league's existence has incidental contact on a penalty mattered. I, there's no, because you could
1: argue that both penalties the Avs took in this game were incidental fucking contact.
0: Most like, penalties are incidental. Yeah. You most of the time, I can't even talk right now. I'm on the verge of just spilling my guts into my microphone. <laughs> most of the time, you're not trying to commit a penalty because no, bad. You don't want to be put shorthanded. It's like, oh, it's an accident. I'm sure, what McCarr did last game was a free an accident, but it's just he didn't mean it. So I just give him a break, right? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either, man. It, it was
1: such an egregious miscall. Um, And I, I mean, I'll give the ref credit. He could have easily given McKinnon two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. He didn't call that either. So I mean, you gotta be. Maybe that dude just didn't see it. I I don't know how he wouldn't see it, but maybe he just didn't see it. Um, but yeah, that that was the turning point in the game. It was that that was the absolute turning point in the game, and the Avs were not able to recover from it. They just flat out weren't. And the end result is a one goal loss and now the seasons almost like the season's on the line on Friday
0: yep your season's on the line now and you can't again you can't blame the entire thing on officiating. the abs did not play well enough in this game they had two power plays and neither of them were very good but at the end of the day you missed this call and it directly results in a goal the other way in a game that finished a one goal game you directly influence the outcome of the game. If that doesn't happen, everything else stays exactly the same. We're going overtime. Do the abs win it? Probably not, but they have a shot. Yeah. Has Will Borgen had a penalty minute in the series? I would be, I don't know. I genuinely have no idea, but it seems like he should have been in the box for probably the entire game today.
1: <laughs> he, he, What would surprise of all surprises in the series, other than the abs being down three, two. I hate Will Borgen more than I think I hate anyone else on the Kraken.
0: He has two. He has two penalties in this series. He had one last game too. That's it. And in game one, he has four minutes of penalties in this series, out of about probably a missed twenty. Yeah,
1: he's been. That dude just will whack you in the legs, man. Like that video that Evan tweeted of him hurting Helm. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> no call. <laughs> Nothing. Didn't get. Didn't get any calls from player safety or anything. So, we're so concerned about injuries, right?
1: Yeah, and the best part about it is the abs got a makeup call after this. It was the wimpiest slash that Ellie Tolvenin's ever given out in his life. But once again, it was given to the abs with a minute and 15 left in the period. So it's like,
0: that doesn't help us. That just doesn't like, yeah, you you evened up the power plays. Great.
1: And that's all that's going to matter at the end. The people will look at that and see it was two power plays, two power plays. Yeah.
0: Two to two fair game, fairly called game. Good officiating in this series. Don't look at the, the, the series-wide discrepancy in penalties or anything like that. But it's incredibly frustrating just to to see that happen. But it's also the lack of pushback that the Abs had after this for the rest of the second period on, on that power play, where it's just there's not a lot of life in this game. And the only goal you scored was a direct result of a Philip Grubauer turnover that you still got lucky on. And here's the thing. Nathan
1: McKinnon and Miko
0: Rantanen are
1: giving it their all. They're giving it their all. The problem right now is no one else on the team is giving it their all.
0: Yeah. Like it was absolutely maybe, no one. Maybe I, I, I think Georgiev is genuinely giving it everything he's got.
1: Yeah. Georgiev. I, I was I mean, talking skaters, but yeah, I know,
0: I know what you mean, but it's like, yeah. Georgiev, I'm trying to just stretch it. Georgiev. Is genuinely giving it his best. Stopped like three breakaways in this game. This he game did has been an absolute blowout. There was one in the third period. I'm just even gonna fast forward to that where they miss another penalty and Bjorkstrand had a breakaway and I was hoping he was gonna score on it just because like make, at least make it funny for me. At least give me something to laugh about here that it happens twice in this game. But he makes a very important save on it. He made saves on two other breakaways. Nathan McKinnon played 27 minutes in this game. Do you want to guess which abs had more ice time than him? Devon Taves. No. Really?
1: No one? Oh, okay. That was a
0: trick question. You tricked me there. Trick question. Nobody (laughs) played more minutes than Nathan McKinnon in this game as a forward. Bo Byron played 26 minutes. Devon played 25. Miko Ransson played 23. You know who played 24 and a half? JT Confer. Yeah. Kompfer played 24 and a half minutes. And can you tell me what JT Kompfer did tonight?
1: A whole lot of nothing.
0: Yeah, correct. (laughs) Not a lot. He played 24 minutes and I really cannot tell you much of what he did in this game. And that's a big reason why the abs are walking out of Denver right now, down three to two. Is not only are their bottom six guys not coming through, but when you have Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ranson giving it their all, and you have another guy like JT Confer playing 24 minutes and giving you nothing, you're in deep shit. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it on the last
1: episode where it's like, this is it's literally just Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. And we're back to 2017, 2018. Right
0: at, at least in some of those series, like occasionally, you'd get another guy scoring. The last time those two did not score a goal for this team until Evan Rodriguez scored in this game was the the JT comfort shorthanded goal. Outside of McKinnon, McCarr, and Rantan, that was the last time someone scored who was not the big three on this team until Evan Rodriguez scored the the empty netter or the the goal with the net empty for the abs. They're getting nothing from any of these other guys. The last time they did was Leckin and Nachushkin and Taze in game two. Other than that, they have, I believe, what, 14 goals in this series? And they have – I'm not good at – 10 of these goals and have contributed to like 12 of them. Someone's got to do something. It can't just be them. It's as simple as that. Someone's got to go out there and earn it. And you're telling me the Seattle Kraken are throwing in a guy who I have never heard of making his NHL debut, Ty Cartier – on his first NHL shot is scoring a goal. And you're telling me no one in this bottom six can get a point. None of you who guys who've been around the block, this is not a group full of newcomers. This is full of guys who were on this team last year for a Stanley cup run. And guys who have been on other deep playoff runs before where you had Logan O'Connor and Andrew Cogliano go the distance with this team last year in the past, and they're not going out there and earning it. Where I really love what Lars Eller has been able to do in this series, but you are also a forward and that the expectation should be there for a little bit of offense. But the Kraken are just throwing guys in there and getting depth production right away. I just don't understand it because you tell me, like, it's not just the lack of depth scoring. It's, there's nothing. Alex Newhook is the only guy in the bottom six with a point in this series. A point. No one's even getting helpers on anything. They're not even close. No.
1: It's it's literally like we're waiting for McKinnon and
0: Rantanen to get rested up to even get an offensive chance zone. Mike. you know, Because you know when those guys are off the ice, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Nothing is going to happen in this nope. game. And nothing did happen when they were off the ice in this game. And people want to pick on Newhook. People want to pick on Myers or Malgan or Nieto. It's all of them. It's not just one guy who's failing to come through. And you can pick on whoever you like for whatever reason. At the end of the day, it is all of them. Every single one has not gone out there and just earned it and fought for it. If they just fought and battled in front of the net and came close, I would not be this pissed about it, but they haven't, they have had no impact on this series whatsoever. The only impact they've had is that they have no impact. Which says a lot. (laughs) It's
1: tough to be this, like this. Uneventful in the series, but yeah. I mean, I, we, we talked about it. I feel like since game one, the depth needs to step up and it just hasn't, it just hasn't plain and simple. And it more than likely will in the av season because of it, that yeah. they, the depth just didn't show up and it may not be this series, which it sure is looking like it's going to be the series, but it will for sure be the series after that, because you just can't win in the playoffs with one good player or two good players. You need I, to have, like, look at how we did it last year. Like uh, we talked about in the last episode, like O'Connor Cogliano and Helm were massive in the playoffs last year. Massive. You had guys like Nico Sturm being like, he didn't score, but he contributed.
0: He did one, on he the did third one line. thing. Really, Nico Sturm might have scored no goals here. Game four sets up Cogliano for the game tie and goal. Did yeah. something, something yeah. along the way. Who sent the avalanche to the conference final? Arturi Lekkonen. To conference final.
1: Oh, to the conference final. Darren yeah. Helm, excuse me. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Point points still stands with and still. But Darren Helm and the fourth line and your depth guys were on the ice with 12 seconds left in that St. Louis series, and they sent you there. They did something for you. JT Comfer scored two goals in that game. Even when the top guys weren't able to get something, you still got two from your depth guy, from at, your, at the time, your third line center. There has just been no semblance of that in this series. We are five games in, and no one has come close. Nobody has come even remotely close. This is not Philip Grubauer just robbing guys. It's a performance issue. It's, <laughs> I don't know why uh, when you think of performance issue I'm just like
1: thinking like those fucking weird ass like uh <laughs> like pills you can get at a gas station like maybe we get you get the boys some of those the the like not sex pills but pretty much sex pills I don't know um get something going for life down there but
0: yeah literally we need life down there right now Yeah, fucking six I'll do yeah. I'll, who needs it I'll buy it
1: yeah we need we need some balls we, we just need and the thing that goes in this game, Lars Eller played 16 minutes. Lars Eller played 16 minutes in this game. That yep. tells you what it was like for us tonight. <laughs> like, Lars Eller wasn't even that good, but at least he did something.
0: Yeah, he's, he's always been good defensively, and he was still good defensively again in this series, which makes it hard to rag on him in particular. We all know is a pure defensive guy. Producing... Even a semblance of offense, just that is more than everyone else in this bottom six right now, where they're just not even getting zone time. Like, forget offense, a chance, a chance to cycle the puck around, to even look dangerous. There's none of that.
1: No, They don't even get offensive zone time. I think you're exactly right there. Like, it, it's It's rough. It's really rough right now. And you want to look at the reason why the abs aren't winning the series. That's the biggest reason right there. Like right? yeah. there's, there's no sugarcoating it. There's no like, Oh, we got to look at it. The, this is why the depth it, it, is not producing.
0: There's no intensity. And that is trickling down to the depth. The details are not there. And that's why you're not seeing any depth scoring in this series, because the details that were there in the playoffs last year, and even in the regular season that were there, even late in the regular season, that were there yeah. have just completely evaporated into dust. I got this tweet, and I, I someone tweeted at me. I forgive me for
1: I can't remember who said it. Do you think them not having any line consistency is having some
0: some effects on this at all? Would it matter? Eh. I really don't think it would matter. Like I know yeah. people are mad at Matt Nieto being in the top six, but like, what's do you want New Hope? No, no,
1: I mean just like legit. Like I think the the lines were mixed up the entire night. And I know Bednar was just trying to get a jump, but I didn't know if maybe you thought that that was affecting the the consistency of it, if there was anything going on with it.
0: What consistency? Yeah, fair.
1: Fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, that's a good point. But I just saw that tweet and I was kind of like, yeah, it is a good point. Like, it's literally been a different line every single fucking shift. But I think Bednar is just trying to throw anything at the wall and
0: hopefully something sticks. Cool. I mean, no combination of anything has worked in this series. Maybe you throw something out there and they now develop the, the magic of friendship or something and turn into a good <laughs> one. For, like, that's your only hope right now. Yeah. And you get, well, you get to the end of the second period to get back on track. It's 2-1 Kraken. You know the Avs have a goal in them. You know they do. It's the Avs. They have Nathan McKinnon They have Miko Rantanen. Well, didn't stay a one-goal game for very long. It's a... Shot from, I believe, Carson Soucy at the point. Deflected by Yanni Gord. Passed Georgiev, two-goal lead. Did anyone have really much hope that this game was going to be a victory for the Avs after that? After the way they've played through two periods, and again, they give up an early goal in the third period. It's over.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time over. Um, I know that I texted you, and I was like, yeah, that's game. I, there's just there's just no way they're coming back in this game. My, oh. You're telling me this team's going to somehow score two goals now? It's just not fucking happening.
0: And you know what? If They've shown fight back this season in a lot of instances where they have been able to do that, and they get some of those goals late and tie the game. They've shown it in this series where they get some late goals and tie the game and shown some fight back. In Game 2 and Game 3, they got some third-period goals. This, to me, was the most deflating thing I've seen in this series. The third-period was okay. Not not the kind of performance you're expecting from a team that is down two goals on home ice, about to go down three to two in the series and then hit the road. This looked like a regular season game. And this is the probably the most defeated I have been about this team after seeing that. They were just okay. The Kraken backed off and went into the shell and only then were the Avs able to look, eh, Okay.
1: Yeah. And what drove me crazy in this final 10 minutes of this game, the Avs passed up every fucking shot. Every fucking shot. And they just were looking for the perfect pass. And look at the goals that went in in this game. They were pure luck. Like you just threw the puck to the net and look what fucking happens. You can't find the perfect fucking pass every single time. Just get the puck on net. Make Grubauer make a save and have rebound control. Yeah. Like, that's all you have to do.
0: Force him to do anything. You had 10 shots in the third period of this game. Of like, a, They're all must-wins, but holy fuck, is this a must-win in this situation where show some pride, I guess. Like, I don't know how else to put it other than just, like, put some pride out there and try to finish this game strong at the very least. But the Kraken, they just kept him to the outside. And there's, their chances were not very dangerous. And the Kraken were still getting breakaways. Yeah, you, still. You, would, you would think that the Abs are just completely pushed into the zone and just trying to score however they can. They're giving up breakaways when they're pushed back to the point. Yeah. And thank God for Georgiev to at least make a couple of saves. But this was worse to me than any start they've had in this series. Worse to me than the losing in overtime was I'm sitting there bored in the third period of a must win playoff game where I'm catching myself more and more looking at my phone, just not even caring about the game getting spoiled at this point, not even on my phone for the game at certain points, just doing other things that to me deflated me more as I was just losing interest in the game in the third (laughs) period, which I don't think I have ever in my life felt in a playoff game especially at this point of a series, at this critical magnitude, is bored.
1: Boredom's a good way to put it. That's, that's kind of where I was at too. Like, I was in the arena and I was bored. Right. Like, that, was like the, That's was, hard
0: to do. There was the tweets that like people were leaving with five minutes left. And normally I'd be like, what the fuck? You spent all this money on this game and you're going to leave? It's a two-goal game. It's not out of reach. And I'm looking at that like, yeah, I get it like i'm not even there and i'm like yeah i i'd I'd leave too like and i am such a anti-leaving game early guy like i paid for these tickets i'm just gonna sit through it i would not have left but i get it i really do this was a tough one to sit through hey everybody hope you've been enjoying this episode so far interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings sportsbook It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops options with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And even if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. The Nuggets going up against the Timberwolves this week. I've got a future for the Nuggets to be winning the entire thing. Get in on the action right now at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Now, back to the episode.
1: But the Avs get a lucky break. Evan Rodriguez gets his first goal of the series, makes it 3-2 with about four minutes left in the game.
0: Enough and, time to give you hope.
1: Yeah, uh, just enough time to give you hope. Uh, it, it was,
0: it was, it was, cool. yeah. It was cool. That's what it, it was. It was. I just
1: would have rather been put out of my misery quick and, Quick and painless, but they, hey, they then throw out Lars Eller, Alex Newhook and Matt Nieto, I think. And immediately Georgiev has to make a save. Like It was just, it was tough. Uh, they didn't get an ounce of momentum to continue from that goal. Uh, the abs get the net empty again. They get the top guys back out. I think McKinnon and Ranston's last shift was three and a half minutes. Yeah, or at least that they played the entire time. Well, there's and... a time where
0: like they had to put someone else on the ice because they've been out there for so long. Yeah, Lars Eller again because that's yeah. the only guy, and he honestly came close with the He net. did he at least approach the fucking net towards yeah. the end of the game. But the this was some of the strangest hockey I've ever seen. The 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 empty net situation here where the abs are handing the crack in the puck and they have <laughs> zone time with the net yeah. empty and did not score. And Evan Rodriguez makes a glove save and they missed an empty netter as well. The whole, like the whole vibe on this series is just so fucking cursed right now. And did you
1: not have that feeling? Uh, Cause I, I'll admit I had that feeling when Rodriguez made that save. I was like, Oh yeah, the after are going to go tie this.
0: Yeah, I was like, okay, here we go. Like this is the (laughs) the best we've looked all night. You got an extremely lucky goal. I that Rodriguez shot hit a Kraken guy and was going like a yard wide of the net before it goes off of Alexiak and into the net. And you got just under four minutes left with the net empty. We've seen this team score with the net empty. We've seen this team be able to score a man up even if the power play has been terrible in this series. Four minutes with all the momentum on your side. And it just... The Kraken again, they just held them on the outside. And again, it was not very dangerous. It did not feel like an empty net situation where you're desperate. They didn't seem very desperate. They just seemed... Tell me if I'm crazy here. They seemed content with the result. Not too worried about it, honestly. Like, if, if they lose this series... They'll be disappointed, but they're not going to be heartbroken about it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's just this team's been missing that all year. That kind of that fight, like they've had it in spurts, but just not consistently enough. Uh, I I don't know if content's the right word. Uh, I just think they look like a team that's lost all of its mojo.
0: They it and... just I, I, maybe content's not the right word. Maybe it's just tired could be that you just could be that exhausted yeah they seem like a team that's missing their top guys and knowing no one else is going to produce for them outside of the top guys of which they're missing half yeah
1: <laughs> so i don't know man like, it, i i just almost wish that rodriguez wouldn't have scored that goal and just let it be 3-1 and we'd be good
0: because right. now because now i have a reason to be mad at the no trip because yeah. it, was, it was a one goal game and if yeah. that doesn't happen and rodriguez still scores that goal it's 2-2 going overtime and you have nathan mckinnon the whole the whole thing is very frustrating because again the kraken did not play perfectly in this game like they're they're a good team they're exactly the team i thought they would be but it's like what jared bednar said it seems like we're surprised by that when we knew this is what the kraken were going to B coming into this series. And he's surprised that the team is surprised by that, that the Kraken are doing these crazy outlandish things like forechecking and blocking shots, you know, in the playoffs. Apparently very novel concepts that this team has not been introduced to before. But I just don't understand the, the confusion with dealing with this team because this is not even the toughest team we've played. No,
1: far from it. Far from it, but they they have a lot to figure out going into game six. It's going to be gut check time. This will be the first time the Avs are on the brink of elimination in a
0: year, almost Vegas. two. But they had not lost more than they, – they are only one loss away from matching their total from last year's playoffs entirely. Yeah. The last time they faced elimination was in Vegas after they lost a game at home against the newest team in the N.A. Oh, I don't like this very much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe we get game six Grubauer, though.
0: Maybe. You know what? Maybe we will. Or maybe Um, he finally gets his catharsis after that game.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see how game six goes. I am. Oh, before we go to game six, I don't know if we mentioned it. Josh Manson got hurt again. Um, Same injury he's been dealing with all year. So uh, I think our fears were confirmed that he was not 100%. He's far from 100% and he was pushing it to come back in the playoffs, and he showed
0: that he wasn't good. It's been a disaster pushing through this injury. I think saying Josh Manson has been 50% would be generous in this series. He looks like a ghost out there. And again, watching him, and not even just to pick on Eric Johnson, but watching him and EJ like just turn in slow-mo every time the puck goes around the boards, Like they just look so slow out there. And Manson's not that old, but he is clearly fucked from this injury. Oh, yeah. And Playing him in game six would be a mistake. You got to put Brad Hunt in there. You should. And you probably would have been better off playing Brad Hunt in this series. In hindsight, obviously, in you, hindsight. you want Josh Manson to be playing in this series. But a healthy Brad Hunt or allegedly healthy Brad Hunt versus 50% Josh Manson, if that even you're going to get more from Hunt.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to see in game six. Um, as we pivot to game six, as we already mentioned, first time the Avs will be facing elimination since Vegas. I want to believe. I do. I want to hope and pray, like just hope that this is going to be the jolt this team needs to get going. But God damn it, dude, I, I don't feel good. I I do not think that the Avs are going to be able to pull this out. I just don't. I do not think they're going to be able to go on the road and beat Seattle unless Nathan McKinnon has one of the most historic performances in playoff history. If just they, what I've seen in this series from the Avs, I don't think they can do it. I just don't.
0: And it's perfectly fine to think that because they have not shown that. If the Avalanche do win game six and game seven, it will be because of something we have not seen yet in this series from everything we've seen thus far i i would love to come on here and be the champion of abs seven i would love that i would love to be able to speak into this microphone and speak honestly that i believe this team can win this series because i've always believed in this team this team has shown me nothing in this series and unless they can get something from anybody who is not named miko rantanen or nathan mckinnon They're not going to win this game. I would like to believe that they're going to, and maybe they will with getting Kale McCarr back. I think that's going to be obviously important for them to have the best defenseman in the NHL back. I think they're going to win game six. I think they're going to win game six. It's game seven. I think that also concerns me as well, where the Kraken are not going to be phased by losing game six. I think you're, I think you're, you might even see a huge night from Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr that helps this team get away with it for one more night. But when it comes to a game seven, there's going to be nowhere to hide. And this team, I think no matter what, I think we've all accepted that this team is not winning the Stanley cup this Mm -hmm. season. I think this series has taught us anything is even if the abs can scratch and claw their way back out of this, potentially matching up against Dallas or Minnesota in the next round is not a pretty prospect. No, it's not. Um, It's a sad realization. It really is
1: because we came into the playoffs high expectations, but just what we've seen so far, unless there is another gear to be found from this team that we have not seen, I just don't know how they can go into Seattle and win this game on Friday.
0: The Avalanche, the Avalanche have not earned that attitude from us. They have not earned that attitude from the fan base to believe that they can pull that off because this is not Philip Grubauer stealing this series and the Kraken just getting some bounces their way. The Avalanche have been playing like trash in this series and they've looked decent for like three periods thus far. The last two periods of game two and the last two periods of game three other than that they just have not looked very good in this series whatsoever the kraken are outworking them by forechecking like very simple things and the abs have just had absolutely no response nathan mckinnon is incredibly frustrated and playing 27 minutes a night and miko rantanen is doing everything he can. I believe Cal Car is going to do everything he can. Georgiev is doing everything he can. But it is four guys versus an entire team of guys that are trying their asses off. Those odds are not good.
1: No, they aren't. They just aren't. And I don't know, man. I I, I hate being negative Nancy on this podcast and I hate having that vibe, but it just – it doesn't seem like it's going to happen – on Friday, I guess that's tomorrow because it's it's already midnight my my time. Um, my, I'm gonna say the ABS lose three to two. I mean that just seems to be the score in the series is three that's to two. The
0: score of almost every freaking game in this yeah. series, three to two. Even the six four games just a multiple of three to two really. Yeah, and three one three two six four three two and three two. I I think the ABS are gonna win even if it is not for an even crueler result in game seven. I think they're going to ride their big guys hard in this game. McKinnon might approach 30 minutes and I think they're going to get big nights. I think you're going to get maybe even two goals from McKinnon and you're going to see a revenge goal from Kale McCarr. But then you're talking about a game seven. That's two days later against a group of guys that has just played their asses off to force that. And unless they can get depth scoring, I don't know what to think. I think they're going to win game six because they've been a road team. And it just seems, it seems too easy to lose in six. That seems like for this season, that's too much of a mercy killing.
1: I know. And that's more where I'm coming from is I don't want to lose game seven. Like I just much rather lose game
0: six, get it over with and just rip the bandaid off. If they lose on Friday and they lose game six, I will walk away from that upset and disappointed and hurt. But it will feel like a mercy killing. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, I won't have to go through the torture of game seven. Yeah. This season that this team has suffered through from day one with the Landis shit and everything that this team went through in November and December and January with top line Charles Houdon playing with Miko Rantanen <laughs> and Alex Newhook against the goddamn Boston Bruins. And having to fight and claw their way back into this race, but everyone's getting hurt every single game. And this series has just been an absolute nightmare from the drop of the puck in game one. To have it end in six, disappointing as it would be, would be a mercy kill. And game seven, if it gets that far, knowing that you just have to steal one more would hurt so much more. Yeah, I would. and i That's more where I want –
1: I do not want to go through a game seven. I just don't. Uh, I really don't. That, that would be torture, and I, I couldn't do it. So maybe that's why I'm predicting the Avs to lose. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be cheering my ass off for them to win. I will be. And it, when it comes to game time, you, know, I, you will not find a bigger ass fan than me. But God damn it, if they lose that game, at least I don't have to go through the stress of Sunday. <laughs> like it's just – I don't stress Saturday. I don't stress Sunday. Life's good
0: like if yeah. they if they lose game 6 you know at, at very least it's just done yeah. and we can turn the we can turn the page on this season nightmares it's been and focus on fixing some of the issues that have plagued this team yeah. all season long game 7s are just different they hurt, They're They're they, hurt. they are miserable they are miserable experiences and the way this series has gone a game 7 of this you yeah. know oh you know it's going to hurt something's going to go on in that game it's not going to be just, Oh, this game's over in the second period, or maybe it will be. And maybe that'll hurt just as much, but you know, something's something bad's going to happen in that game. If this goes to game seven.
1: But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I don't have anything more to talk about with these games. Uh, I'm kind of over it. Can we talk about uh, some actual playoff hockey? That's been fun.
0: I mean, there's been a couple of things that have been fun. I there's been less hockey over the last couple of days there was only yeah,
1: it's been Boston weird days,
0: which is weird so we, we can't even talk about every series because we've yeah. already talked about some of the more recent games and I, I will come back to the abs at the end. I mean I just need a I need a breather for, yeah. a, for a second and to talk about anything else other than this Godforsaken team right now. It's, I mean we can go to the other game today first the Panthers force a game six against Boston with a four to three overtime win. And Linus Olmark, yikes. That That was bad. That was a bad performance from Linus Olmark that cost them the opportunity to wrap up this series. They get Patrice Bergeron back for game five, and he scores a goal even. They get two goals on the power play. But Linus Olmark has a bad night, and he gives up a puck right to Carter Verhage playing that puck behind the net. And Matthew Kachuk just has him on his ass as he's desperately trying to stop a rebound and puts it in the back of the net for an overtime win, it's happening right in front of me right now on the NHL network, <laughs> just a terrible, terrible display from Omar. All he has to do is just flip it the other way and yeah. that does not happen. And so but now- here's the thing. If you're a Bruins fan, get that out of the way in uh, when you're up
1: three, one in a series, like if you're gonna make that mistake, make it when you're up three, one.
0: I don't know. I don't know, man. They could have just wrapped this up now yeah, and, um, and been one of the only teams that's been able to, to move on thus far and have a nice long break before they end up playing the Maple Leafs or the lightning in the next round. But now they got to go back to Florida where the Panthers have momentum and the Bruins, they look beatable. If Olmark is not playing out of his mind, if this goes back to Boston, we could have something very funny on our hands.
1: Oh, I would love it. That's all I want. My life uh, is for Boston losing the first round. Um, That's all I want in life. That's all I want. <laughs> just let Boston yeah. lose the first round. I'd be I'd be happy with that. But I, I think they're so I think they're gonna crush them on
0: Friday. Uh, I I think I think Boston wraps this series up. I I thought that was gonna happen in game five. So I mean at this point I'm just cheering for the the funniest result possible, yeah. which is the Panthers coming back from down three to one in this series, which would kind of be feel like the lightning getting swept in yes. 20- just in in opposite way, yes. it'd be so funny if they can pull that off. But, it would be,
1: but I, I don't. Th- I think Boston handles them on yeah. on Friday. Um, quick Leafs Lightning. You think the Leafs get it done tonight? By the time people are listening to this, no, yeah, I
0: don't either. <laughs> yeah, too I, think the, yeah. I got, think the be A little. There's got to be a little torture first. Yeah, they I got, think the Lightning would. They got to make them nervous. I think the Lightning would big in this game. Interesting. Okay. That's my, that's my hot take for this. I think the Lightning, they're going to f- get some saves from Vasilevsky. I mean, they realistically should be up 3-1 in this series yeah. with how they've blown these games. And I think we could see a similar game one result that's going to have people nervous. for oh, I think Toronto is going to win this series. But it's it's going to get nerve-wracking for They have
1: to go through a little bit. This would yeah. be too easy for Toronto.
0: You remember when the Canucks got by the Blackhawks finally yeah. in 2011? They were up 3-0 in that series. Yeah. And- they went to game seven overtime and like Taze tied that game with like two minutes left. Yeah. They did suffer through it a little first. I kind of see something similar here where the, the lightning they're going to make it hurt, but I think the Leafs are going to get it done.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. We could have old takes expose ourselves again, right there. When, um when Have we not? Yeah. True. True. Uh, Islanders surprisingly beat the hurricanes. I don't know if we talked about that to make it three, two, I don't think anyone expected that happening. Um, but suddenly the Islanders, and I, I think that series is going seven now. I just yep. don't see a way in hell that the the Hurricanes beat the Islanders and in UBS Arena.
0: I think that's going seven. It's so, it's so funny how quick we flip-flop on these things, mm-hmm. just from one game even in a 3-1 series. But the Islanders, I mean, they were able to hold off the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes looked just okay. But Sorokin had another huge night, and now we shift back to UBS again. Maybe the Hurricanes can finish it off this time now that they've gotten the road thing out of the way. I just don't think the Islanders are good enough. I just don't think they have enough to really do it. I don't know. Barzell scored, so that's that, that's a start there. It's something at the very least for them. Yeah, We'll see where it all goes with that series. I mean, it was a okay game for the most part. The Hurricanes had a goal taken away. In first period, and they come close to tying that game, but Sorokin was huge for them, and Ranta was not huge no, for the Ranta Hurricanes. Was bad. He's yeah, bad. Ranta was 19 saves on 22 shots. So, again, another series that could have been wrapped up early at home, unable to finish the job. And now you go back on the road for game six for the Hurricanes. We'll try to finish it off again. But if Sorokin's playing like that, and Ranta's playing like that, Things are gonna get interesting, yeah. and we might see that go back to a seven-game series again. But again, the Islanders are just not very good. No, I don't they believe are. in their ability to win three straight, even against a very short-handed Hurricanes team. I think the Hurricanes are gonna wrap it up in six. But I, w- I want to see as many game sevens as possible. Don't get me wrong. Except for, well, actually, I do want those for. All. Yeah,
1: you need a game seven very, for the Islanders.
0: Very, very much take that back. I didn't mean it. So I do actually want to see as many game sevens. Yep as possible, but yeah, we
1: got, we got New Jersey, New York tonight as well. Who you think's winning that game?
0: That's a real, it's been a completely different series. Every time that series has shifted venues, like are the Rangers going to show back up? I think they're due, but now the devils are awake finally. Like I, I had genuinely have no idea just because I picked
1: the devils in my, in my prediction, I'm sticking with the devils.
0: Honestly, honestly, I like it. I picked the Rangers in six, so I'm just going to stick with that for me and take Fair. the Rangers to win that game and win at home, but it's been such a different series every time we shift venues. I think it's going to be a great game, but the Rangers have a lot of talent, and I think it's going to wake up on the road. Agreed.
1: So we'll see about that. Moving on to the West. Did we talk about the, the Vegas taking a 3-1 series lead? Did we talk mm-hmm. about that?
0: Did yes,
1: we did. Yeah, we did. We yes, did.
0: You so don't have to do that one.
1: Uh, so, Edmonton takes a 3 2 series lead. They crushed the Kings in this game.
0: The Kings wasted their chance in game four. Yep, they missed it. They missed their chance. I, think I they- still
1: think they win game six, but I just don't see them. I, I don't see them winning the series
0: anymore. They gave the Oilers their confidence back. Yep, I, th- I think we're done here. Yep. And- they're already taking Corpus Allo out and putting Phoenix Copley in. I think the Kings are really close to being a Stanley Cup team, but they missed their chance to finish this series in game four. Not finish it, but go up three to one in this yeah. series. they have a chance to finish it on home ice. Because I think they could win game six, definitely. But I don't see the this Oilers team getting really slowed down right now. It, now. Now that they have their confidence back and pulled off a very nice comeback of their own and then followed it up with a dominant performance that's scary. Well, I credit to the Oilers, I thought they were going to go Jack
1: Campbell in this game and they stuck with Stuart Skinner, which I think was the right call. And uh, it shows that they they're not panicking because your goalie has one bad game. Yep.
0: So, And you know what I, they're getting in this series? Depth scoring. Yep. Which is crazy to think about when you talk when you look at how these two teams were last year going into that series against each other. Where they get in this game, two goals from Nick Begstad Never seen that from the Avs. Even Evander Kane getting a goal. Brett Kulak had a goal in this game. Kulak and that were guys I wanted, so that sucks. But, <laughs> like, like Drysdale's scoring a ton in this series, but, like, they're getting goals from other guys like Bouchard. Evander Kane's playing through stuff and scoring. Now Zach Hyman's putting two more goals on the board. This has been far from the best series. for Zach Con- Hyman literally scored off his face. Yeah, scored a goal with his face. And Like I was saying, this has been far from the best series for Connor McClendon. But the Oilers are just finding a way to get it done. They're kind of giving abs vibes of last year. Yeah, not exactly. They're not as dominant, but they, if the abs are knocked out in this series, that path opens up very nicely for them. Oh yeah. Very
1: nicely. So I think LA wins tonight, uh, makes it go back to seven. And I still think the Oilers are winning that series. Uh, I just don't see them losing game seven. Um, stars and wild, Stars kick the shit out of the wild in this game. Take a 3-2 series lead. Exactly what we said was going to happen, happen. Minnesota is guaranteed to win game six. There is no chance in hell they're losing game six.
0: Unless they do the funniest thing possible. And put Flurry in? And put Marc-Andre Flurry. back.
1: I, I don't in. think they will, man. I don't think they will. I don't you think Gustafson that. was that bad in game five.
0: You say that, but Minnesota does not need much of an excuse to throw Flurry back in there and think he's their save. They did it after he stopped 52 pucks in game one, and they threw him back in there and threw that series. I think the Wild were probably going to win that game. But, however, I think the Wild are very frustrated right now, and yeah. they don't recover well from frustration from what I've seen of them this season. They tend to get very in their own heads about things, would not be surprised if they're putting Mark Andre Fleury in that net, and if that's the case, I don't think they're winning that game.
1: Am I like just a bad hockey fan, or have I? for Has Joe Eck played in this series?
0: I think he did, and then went back out.
1: Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I've I just not have been paying close enough attention to that. Um, yeah, I, I do think the Wild are going to win Game Six. I do, and then it's going to go Game Seven. And I trust Jake Ottinger more than I trust Phil Gustafson.
0: That's also the thing, like Gustafson, Flurry. like Gustafson started the series well, but as it's gone on, Jake Ottinger is just, just been such a wall for them right now. And again, look at the guys who are scoring for the stars in this series. They have three goals from Evgeny Dadanov. Tyler Sagan is four, Jason Robertson. I mean, he only has two in this series. It's not like- and They're both a... power play goals too. Yeah. Like Mason Marchment scored another goal in this game. They got the empty net goal from DeLandry. Like they're getting this little thing called depth scoring and it's helping them win hockey games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So that's the NHL recap for the rest of the playoffs. Um, before we wrap Griffin, any final parting thoughts?
0: Just in general with this team, I, I feel like we've said most of what needs to be said about this team. I mean, we could probably go for three more hours talking oh, yeah. about everything wrong with this team, but we'd just be repeating ourselves and it's not something that people listening to this don't already know. We all know this team needs to be better. We all know they can be better, but here we are five games into this series, a game away from elimination and we just have not seen it. And it's, weird it's very very strange because yeah there's been depth issues with this team all season it hasn't been like this it's never been like this and it's it does not seem like a roster construction issue it seems like an exhaustion issue and just going out there and not giving it the kind of effort that you would expect in a playoff game and as much as i want to again come on here and be like yeah they're gonna win game six and game seven of course this is just Kraken are a good team and you got to find a way to grind it out. And they were able to get a goal back. So I appreciate their fight at the end of game five. That's not what happened. They got lucky and got a goal back in this game and their fight back in, in game five, I didn't think was very good. And I just have not seen it from this team that would make me think that, yeah, they're going to win two in a row. They have won two in a row in this series. It's not impossible. I would not be stunned if they do it but it kind of does feel like we're coming up against a wall right now. And this team mentally is not all there. McKinnon and Ranson are about to get run into the ground. And if they might be able to single-handedly win these next two games, they might be able to do it, but this is round fucking one. And you're talking about going up against potentially Dallas in the next round or Minnesota, if they can come back from down three to two. And it's going to be rough if that's the case. I don't Unless know. Val
1: Nachushkin comes back.
0: And from the report they gave on the broadcast, do not get your hopes up. It What'd they doesn't say? Not, doesn't not sound like anytime soon. Because they they said they don't know anything, but don't expect him back anytime soon.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's great.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's weird
1: because you almost don't cheer for the Avs to lose, but I also wouldn't mind if they just lost and the series was over and we just don't have to worry about oh, it. And we can thing- just take a deep breath.
0: And, you know, and like people might hear that and go like, oh, you're such a bad fan. I get it. Yeah, that's
1: loser talk. No, it's not loser talk. I
0: just... We've experienced this same season together. We've all experienced this season. If it is truly going to end, I would rather it be now than in the second round against Minnesota or Dallas. Because let's face it, the way you've played in this series, even if you can eke it out, you're going to get killed in that series. You're going to get destroyed. And I'd almost rather it be to a team that I can stomach yeah. than the in the crack. And then the, the like losing to the wild, especially in the way that that series would go in the next round would make me throw up. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I could do these episodes after those games. No. It would make me genuinely sick to my stomach yes. to have to do that. I don't want it to end again. I don't want it to come off as this defeatist attitude, but this season has just been so exhausting. Right. And this series has not been fun no like this is probably like i enjoy the stress of playoff hockey and i enjoy as much as i don't want to admit the emotion that even comes from losing games the games we lost last year like were emotional and but in retrospect like those are fun emotions to be enjoying those games to be so invested in them i've genuinely had a hard time getting invested in some of these games because of just how plotting they've been and I'm waiting f- I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the thing they do that draws me back in and makes me believe that they've got it but it's just not been there. Outside of the absolute top guys on this team, they have not shown me that they're going to take that next step. And I I hate talking like this. Like I gen- I feel sick talking like this. I feel so out of character doing this right now. But this team is they're just not doing enough. And if they do come back and win this series, it's because of something that they have not done yet, which is give it their all.
1: And that's what we'll have to wait and see. I I mean I can't agree with more with what you're saying. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, abs go down to the Kraken three to two, fall down three to two in the series, season on the line on Friday. We'll be back on Friday, win or loss. Hopefully it's a win and <laughs> we'll be ready to talk game seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you can't get a full 60-minute performance for this game, I don't want game seven at that yeah. point. Then. Like, if the, if you're truly going to go into Seattle and die with a whimper, like the way you've been playing in this series, then I'm not going to shed any tears about it. No. The way you break my heart in the playoffs is when you should have won. Like, if they if they didn't win last year, I would have been devastated. Seeing this team right now, Like we're talking about being afraid of the second round and who we would play in the next round, knowing that Dallas or Minnesota would take our lunch money where this team's not winning this year. There there's just too much in the way right now. And I hate having that defeatist attitude. It, It just feels so foreign to me as a fan, but it's just this season and this series been such a tough watch and the season, like, they still have accomplished a lot this season. Even if the season does end on Friday, they were still able to mount that comeback and win this division this year without Gabe Landeskog. And, like, everyone who says, like, the, the window is closing, this team's going to be worse next year. Fuck no. Absolutely fucking not. No way. This team is going to be back just fine next year, even if the season does end on friday i have absolutely no doubt about that 100 this team in the long term is going to be just fine but this season has been from hell yeah
1: been from hell and i'm i'm, I'm kind of ready for it to be over <laughs>
0: yeah i'm like i'm I, i'm fighting a war in myself like i'm ready for it to be over but like i don't want it to be over not like this like don't just die with a whimper come back and win this series. Get some life back in. You see if you can get some bodies in. Just show me some pride, for God's sake. Go out there in game six and just give it your all. And if you come up short, oh well. If they genuinely give it their all and get goalied by Grubauer, you know, that's okay. Yeah, but yeah. if they if they come out flat again, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. Like, Because your season's on the line. And, you know, you can't just blame everything on, a oh, well, Landy's not here. He's never been here. It has not been the case the entire season.
1: We'll have to wait and see, man. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I think they're going to come out with some life, but I just, this team's so battered right now. I just don't know if they're going to be able to survive, like just getting through this game. I really don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, this has been a very foreign conversation on this show. This is definitely, <laughs> this is a low point on the show. Cause like for me and you, we've never even been close to anything like no. this from last year's incredible run. Like, and going out there and enjoying the games in person. The, the, to be sitting here in my living room being like, God damn, we're just getting killed right yeah, now. We're getting
1: killed by the Kraken. Yeah. Last year's us versions of us would be laughing at current versions of us if we said we would be losing in the to the Kraken in the first
0: draft playoff series. And you know what? i take that trade. Yeah. Every time. And a Stanley Cup, it, it, it a, makes this a little bit easier. You win the Stanley Cup, and in the manner that we won it, last year and the experience that I personally was able to have with it. yeah. You lose in the first round to expansion team, you know what? I take that trade.
1: Yeah, I take that trade all the time, too. So I take that trade.
0: Yeah, still feeling good about it. Still feeling fine. The season is not over, but the way they're playing does not give you much confidence that it's yeah. going to go on much longer. I think that's the, the short and simple version of it. The Kraken are playing better than the Avs, and the Avs need to show a lot more in game six, if they want to extend this series to a game seven, and then they need to do it again in game seven in order to move on to the next round. So I hope this podcast ages poorly. <laughs> yeah, I re- I, hope so I, really, too. I really hope that when the avalanche are moving on to the second round, and then when they're moving on to the third round, everyone saves these clips and sends them to us for the rest of time and calls us a bunch of fucking losers. I want that to happen. I genuinely want that to happen. I hope that's the case, but from where we're sitting right now, this is tough. This is a very real tough situation to be in. Cause this feels like a lot more in a three, two deficit. Yeah. But it's not over. We'll see where it goes. I'm ready to move on to game six and put game five in the mirror and wash away some of this negativity with a nice big win. So yes, I don't think, I don't think we gave score predictions, but I'll I said go, three, two, I'll say the abs win two to one is a grindy grindy game and they get a late goal from Nathan McKinnon, who has two points in this game and and ends up winning it late, and we go to a Game 7. But if you've got nothing else, I think I'm ready to be done with this one. Yeah, I got nothing else, man. This has not been as cathartic as maybe I hoped it would no. be. <laughs> the, the hope is running out right yeah. now, and... We'll just have to wait for Friday. But again, thank you also very much for tuning in to another edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Use promo code Teledabs It Is if it does get to a Game 7. And if it doesn't, this is Rockies Games. You can go to the sure. Nuggets. They're moving on to the second round. You can use that code for anything. It doesn't have to just be for the Abs. But again, that's promo code Teledabs It Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more gonna follow us on twitter you can follow me at g youngs HL, you can follow christian at christian underscore belay and you can follow the show at tell it abs it is but again thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time after game six for better or worse but until then let's go abs